<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. And my co-host is out again today. He's uh, getting called into work. So no problem. We uh, we just uh, we let the ship roll on. So uh, we have a very special guest for you today. Uh, her book is called uh, Stolen Seed, Evil Harvest. Uh, Karen Wilkerson, how are you doing today? I'm great, Josh. How are you this morning? Beautiful. Like <laughs> we talked about for before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 5 a.m. Yeah. here and 7 a.m. where you're at, right? 7 a.m. in Texas. That's right. So <laughs> nice early Texas. on a Saturday morning. <laughs> so yeah, watching the sun come up. But uh, yeah, it's great to be here, Josh. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And thank you, Scott Mitchell from uh, Bible Mysteries. He actually sent your information over and I I, try, I booked wow. you right away. So He's a great guy, a great friend, and another great podcast like yours. So, oh man, I love his um his his personality. He's been on a lot of roundtables for us, and I've been on his show as well. And uh, yeah, he's a good guy, really good guy. So, absolutely one of the best, one of the best, and a good friend. He lives real close by. Yeah, here, you were so. on his show actually in person, and that was really mm-hmm. cool. Oh yeah, he's he's about an hour away, but his co-host lives like across the street. So that's so awesome. <laughs> we get together whenever we can. They're great guys, <laughs> great guys, great families. Such a blessing. So, oh, yeah, yeah, if you want to get into some of your, uh, you know, your book, your information, your mm-hmm. testimony, and everything, and um, what brought you to write your book, uh, definitely appreciate that. Sure. Um, well, the book is about the accounts of what happened over my lifetime um, of being taken by non-human entities. Um, people like to call them aliens. You can call them whatever you want. Um, I pull personally, and to start out kind of out there, but I believe these are fallen angelic beings. Um, and I write a lot about that in the book and explain why and how I come to that conclusion. And from a lifetime of exposure to these entities. Um, I never expected to write this book, never expected to talk to anyone about this, but you know, God's got a plan and you know, and we never know what that is, but when God yeah. speaks, we follow him. So um, yeah, I uh I had a, a near-death experience a couple of years ago, and uh the PTSD therapy I went through after that helped me to deal with all of the memories and the anxiety I have from all of this, which I still have a lot of anxiety from it, but God's really taken that and calmed my heart enough that I could, that I wanted to talk to someone about it. I'm like, I I can't just hold this in, you know, I almost died. I don't want this to die with me because it's so much information. And um, the Lord led me to LA Marzulli. I had never met him before. We ended up uh, meeting up at a conference that was nearby it just god just put all the pieces in place and um i did an interview with him first person i ever talked to about this aside from my husband and did not expect to just tell him all of this and um it became a part of his fourth movie on the ufo phenomenon in the uh in his ufo series he's, he's got six out now seven and eight or eight or nine are coming out and um he uh so he put that movie out i was terrified because i'm like oh my gosh now i've not just only talked to him but other people are gonna see this and he's got a quite a following so yeah i bet you were like and and he's (laughs) just such a group but he's such an amazing man and so smart and so kind and just so anointed by the lord you know with everything that he does so i couldn't have asked for a better person to talk 
with about this because the comfort and the support was there from the get-go and he and his wife Peggy are just amazing people and have turned it out to be good friends along the way but um after that came out I told him I'm like I really I'm feeling led to write this down he's like write it do it and I did it and it became this book and I felt led to write more because there was a lot more to the story than what I told him to my life and after that movie came out people were coming up to me at conferences and things and just thanking me for sharing the story and for sharing my testimony and that it was helpful to them and wanted to share their stories and their accounts of what had happened in their lives and it was it was therapeutic and it was cathartic and it also helped them know how to stop it yeah. Um. And so that's what really led me to write the book. Plus, it was just a Holy Spirit leading, just pushing, pushing, pushing every day for me to write. And um. So that's how we we got here to this. Um. La and- La Marzilli. Yeah, he's definitely shout out to him. Um. I haven't had him on the show yet, but at some point I will. You know, I'm just trying to. Uh. He's, he's oh, a yeah. busy guy. He's got a lot of uh, stuff going, and and he's doing great things for um the Christian community and also for people like yourself that have been through this. But yeah, I I also want to thank you for your bravery to talk about this. Um, I've had a SRA and and different people that that are survivors of of things that are traumatic. And and this Mm -hmm. is another one. And this is even a step further almost because um, uh, people would, well, it's kind of in the same category. People, some people just even in the Christian community shun any type of of talk like this because they forget that we, uh, you know, we wrestle against flesh and blood. Uh, sorry, wrestle, wrestle not against, against not against blood, flesh and yeah. blood, but against principalities of evil. And and, right. and they forget stuff like that. Spiritual battles that we're going through, they forget that it's like the devil versus God. Everything we do, there's you know, there's demonic forces, and and people forget oh, yeah. to mention that. And we just keep, you know, the gospel is 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 obviously the most important that we need to make sure we spread, but also we need to let people know that everybody is 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 uh in this uh battlefield and it's not just christians but you know everybody you know and it's everyone right and we have to help try to help everyone i mean i'm better off talking to people who aren't who don't know god and who don't know salvation because they're the people that need the most help especially in situations like this because i do you know having had this experience and understanding what these entities are i do know that they um are fallen angelic entities that's just you know from my experience um you go back to genesis 3 genesis three fifteen. it sets up the seed war where your your seed will be at enmity with the seed of the woman and you know you will bruise his heel and he will crush your head and that's where in the garden of eden and that sets up this seed war that goes into genesis 6 where the the fallen the watchers fell 200 watchers the initial 200 and and um, had relationships with human women and created what we know as the Nephilim. So since we're, I, since we're talking sorry? about seed, since we're talking mm-hmm. about seeds, right? Um, right. So it's interesting, uh, just so that we don't move on too fast, because I know that sure. we could get, because when we talk about Nephilim and stuff, we can move oh. fast, bam, charging. So <laughs> yeah, brief, Genesis 3.15. So I thought it was so <laughs> interesting that um, God, God, let us recognize and also satan maybe recognized at that moment maybe he didn't know that he has a seed right so that means that he could procreate right so that exactly. right there 
would make somebody see most people read over that and they're just like, okay, uh, that's probably like the seed of Cain from, uh, you know, cause he's a murderer. But when, yeah. when you, when you go in depth into that verse and you find out that Satan has a seed that could actually mean that he can procreate. Right. And that's kind of like, Whoa. Okay. Now that we got Genesis uh, six, uh, we have uh, Satan like probably hearing that and plus plus the fallen angels or the angels at the time whenever they did fall, um, they're probably like, okay, we could procreate now. And 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 it's a you know, making love to your wife, that's a beautiful thing, you know, or or vice versa, right? That's a beautiful thing. That's probably something they maybe were interested in doing. But the thing about having children is something that is more amazing for humans than 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 the actual uh, you know. Uh, making love part right having children so there's two things there that are really that they could have been really really uh jealous of humans yeah. of and one of them is obviously uh making love yeah that's the desire that's lust the giving stuff. and taking of marriage and it, but yeah. having yeah. a kid and marriage all that stuff is a big package that most people i don't think think about but there's some right. details there that last night when i was thinking about uh you know holy spirit was taught like kind of putting it on my heart i was like what should we talk about that's right there even the seed part of your like when i saw seed i'm like dang having kids is just beautiful they might have been so jealous of that they're like hey let's just go do it you know right. so <laughs> anyways and, and satan tries to counterfeit everything that the lord does and yeah. one of those things is counterfeiting these children and that's what a nephilim is is basically a counterfeit person because they're neither and the word tells us they were neither human nor angelic and that's why yeah. the spirits of those departed nephilim are the modern day demons that we know today mm -hmm. and i believe those demons are what are inhabiting the smaller gray alien entities that people see most often the ones that um, tend to be around during the initial part of an abduction or the ones that are kind of the worker bees of the, you know, alien entities, as it were. And so it all goes back to the seed. It all goes back to the seed war. And when Satan couldn't stop Jesus from being born, he kept, you know, going anyway, because you look at the days of Noah and that type of just utter chaos and evil and all, everyone was doing evil all the time. And all flesh was corrupt that you know only noah was pure in his lineage then then you that's a place that he wants to get back to that you know the nakash that satan the fallen that he wants to get back to and that is part of you know when i say i talk about what i think the the plan is that's the plan you know whether it's corrupting through modern day nephilim whether it's corrupting through convincing people that these are our benevolent space brothers our cedars you know our ancestral forefathers what have you you know i mean yeah these they are ancestrally related to us in a way because they are angelic entities that god created before he created man but they're not you know we were grafted in we were brought into the family through the blood of jesus not because we were related or they were our cedars god is our creator period yes. yeah. um so you know and and that's where I'm at odds with a lot of people in this community. And that's what that sets this apart is that I don't believe these are benevolent space brothers. I don't believe they're here to do good. Um, you know, benevolence isn't kidnapping little children and raping people and stealing fetuses and, you know, scaring the, you know, scaring people. It's just, and taking people against their will, especially little children, you know, that that's not benevolent behavior. So um, in, 
and yeah, people are like, well, you know, angels don't, angels can't procreate, angels can't do this. It says, no, the only thing it says in the Bible is that they don't give and take in marriage. And that when we are, you know, have our new bodies and we're go when we're taken up, we won't do that either. But it doesn't say anything about any of the rest of it. So, and we know that angels take on corporeal bodily forms. They eat, they drink, they, but they also do amazing things like walk through walls and break chains and stand in the midst of fires and protect people from amazing things. So, you know, and God's one of given them. them. Kill. Yeah, one of them could kill 180,000 people too. So, yeah. Right, exactly. They battle each other. They battle for us against humans. They battle against, you know, demonic entities. They battle against each other and fallen you know, the angels who sinned and fallen. So, you know, we know when Satan fell, he took a third of them with him. So in that respect, you know, he's as Dr. Late Dr. Chuck Missler used to say, he's trying to build an army. He's outnumbered two to one. And that makes sense, whether it's with hybrid entities or whether it's with just people who believe they're benevolent space brothers and are going to follow them to the end. In the end, it'd be that too, because, you know, it's, that is not the path you know, of salvation and people don't like to hear that, but that's the truth. And, you know, I'm not being all preachy and religious. I'm just speaking the truth and the truth of what I know. So, yeah, I get, you know, there are a lot of people who don't like the fact that I believe that these gray alien entities are demonically inhabited meat suits, but they're basically, that's what they are. They're like an avatar. Um, they don't have any organs, any external organs, um, the government reports that have leaked have said they don't have digestive systems or lymph lymphic systems. You know, they don't have mouths that open. They don't, you know, they're very frail. They don't smell good. They're, we've seen them. I've seen them. Other people have seen them underground in facilities or on ships stacked in corners or hanging up or in drawers, empty, you know, like put away like clothes. So, so I got to ask so, you a few questions. You, you, you sure. tackle a lot. Um, so and, Sorry okay. if I jumped ahead too far. I can no, 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 no. That's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. You can do whatever you want on here. This is this is open floor. So do you believe that? Okay, because, okay, this is the thing. I hear some people say, oh, well, fallen angels are demons. Demons are fallen angels. So I, I just, I, I, I can't, honestly, when I, when I try to swallow that pill, I'm like, listen, yeah. I see angels in the Bible. Um, first of all, they're taking the form of humans. So they have their own body, right? And, and if you look at demons, Demons need a body to inhabit, right? So exactly. fallen angels are like, uh, I mean, an angel, like I said, can wipe out 180,000 people in one swoop, right? If you right. are, if you're demonically possessed by a fallen angel, you would have the power to do, uh, I would think that person or that uh, right. entity has the power to kill 180,000 people. Right. Now, so we don't, I don't believe we could ever be possessed by that. Now, when you have a, a spirit. Be influenced by them, but I don't believe it can yes. be possessed by them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. once you're spirit filled, then there's no space for them to possess you at that point. Amen, too, so. amen. But do you believe that the those bodies, are they created by government? And then they're oh. put, and then they're put into these, these, cause they need it. They need a body to channel. They don't have their own body. Right. But these right, are demonically right. possessed. Alistair Crawley saying that, you know, in the future, you guys are going to be naming, uh, uh, demons, aliens, aliens, demons, whatever, you know, miss, miss right. what a he demon understood is. Them. Yeah. He understood yeah, that's it. the, that's yeah. the occult part. And as we know, you know, our government 
you know, are, they're worshiping Brahma, they're worshiping all these different entities, ISIS, you know, you got the oh, phallus man. right there. There's all these things that I'm not saying that our government is all, you know, the new world order is here. We can obviously already see that. Are these yeah. things made like in a clone house and then just, and then they're demonically possessed and that's what they are. How do you, what do you think those are? I know that's hard to answer, yeah, but yeah. what's your you opinion know, on the, on the bodies? Are they clones or what are those? Yeah, I believe I haven't seen them being made, but I have uh-huh. seen them on the ships and what, based on what I've seen on these, in these underground facilities and the places where I was taken my whole life, you know, they're taking blood and tissue from animals that are mutilated, blood and tissue from humans that are taken and either returned or possibly, you know, killed, you know, a lot of people go missing. Um, That blood and tissue, I believe, is used to grow. And we can do this in a lab today. We can grow tissue, skin tissue, whatever types of tissue we need based on whatever cells we have. So I believe these are being created by the fallen angelic entities, by them because they want this is another counterfeit to god's creation they want to create something so they're creating this meat suit if you will this avatar suit out of the biological materials that they collect i believe they've based it on because i've seen other gray entities that aren't like the ones that were there during my abduction experiences but in the facilities especially when they were doing medical things or extracting things from me what have you there were these taller i said they're older looking gray entities because they have more wrinkles on their faces their eyes moved very differently from these smaller grays they had expressions on their face they had mouths that opened you could tell they were a lot more sturdy that they clearly had biological functions Mm. um and and um i believe that's what they based these off of because you know like we when we create a robotic entity that that we want to look human we base it off of what a basic human looks like and i believe mm-hmm. that's what they did the grays aren't the only entities but i think that was the just the, what they chose and probably because they're lower on the um, they seem to be lower on the uh totem pole so to speak as far as lower on the rankings as far as it goes sorry i shouldn't say that but they're ranked the grays are ranked lower so i think that's why it might be that's just yeah. a thought this conjecture on my part but uh, so i believe they're creating these things these um avatar suits basically and to be inhabited by demonic entities because you know when jesus um cast out the demons they're like please let us go into the pigs you know they didn't want to be without a body they didn't care what kind of body it was yeah so you know i've I've had their opposing opinions to mine that say well why would demons go into these bodies well it's a body for starters if they go into a pig they'll go into this they get to torture humans scare humans that's right in their wheelhouse and you know the fallen angelic entities are above them as far as that goes because these are half human half angelic so you know these entities that we're dealing with are far more advanced than we are far you know more intelligent they are dealing in realms that aren't just our earthly realm i mean we're in this very specific realm with finite time with you know everything is our rules of physics are very well organized around us but they're not in this they're not limited the way we are so when we try to put them in this little box of they live here on you know what we live in on the earth it doesn't work 
they are smarter. They know a lot more. They have different physics, what um, the Dr. David Jacobs calls future physics. Um, and they are dealing with, you know, things that we just can't understand and they're fallen. So they are going to be liars. They are going to be deceptive. So when people go trying to call or channel UFOs or alien entities, these entities might come across as I'm your spirit guide, or I'm benevolent, or I'm here to help you. You have no idea what you're dealing with when people do that. And I, I'm just constantly just cautioning people, please, please, please do not do that because they may come across saying that they're wonderful and benevolent, but the guy who's going to rob you or carjack you isn't walking up to you saying, Hey, I'm a robber. I'm a carjacker. No, they're acting just like a nice, normal kind person maybe asking you what time it is or something you know it's that's deception in deception 101 so they're not something we should mess with we're not equipped to deal with that that's why our bible tells us from the beginning to end do not mess with things outside of this realm you know our earthly realm is made for us not those other realms not yet you know, right now for this life, we're meant to be here. And I, that's a lot of what I discuss in the book as well is just, you know, why we shouldn't mess with these things, what they've done to me, what they've done to my friends and, and how to stop it too, if people are being taken, because that's really important to know as well. Yeah. I, I, um, I also personally, you know, I know this is, and I get flack from the industry too, from people. Cause even like I've had Ryan Peterson, I've had all these people, I've had all these people that, you know, on the show and I, I love them all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I feel like the whole, um, alien deception is going to be like massive. Everyone thinks that the alien deception is coming, but I, I even think that on a, on a wider scale that, um, even the biblical cosmology doesn't mix, doesn't, doesn't match up with that even being possible. Like, you know, when, when God made the stars moon yeah. sun, he put it in the firmament. He also put the, yeah. he, he made the stars for what to light up the earth. He made the sun and the moon right. to light up the earth. He didn't make it to light up all these different galaxies that are supposedly out well, there. He right, made it the- to light up the earth. Right. So I, I even think that that there's a bigger deception there than mm-hmm. just what you're speaking of. And, and I don't like to oh. get into it with too many people because they're going to be like, right. Right. Ah, and I don't and run, you, but anyways, exactly. no. And I, and I try not to bring up anything that's going to cause division. Yeah. I don't want that Christian either. Family. And, but we do have to share with each other what we know and the information we have, especially when it helps keep our brother, Christian brothers and sisters and non-Christian brothers and sisters out of danger, Yes, because this is a very dangerous thing. You know, I have never been abducted and taken to another planet, another galaxy, another solar system. I was taken underground or I was just above the this the earth surface going somewhere and then yeah. you know taken somewhere yeah. else. I never saw that was never told that they were from, you know, Epsidon Iridai or whatever name of the <laughs> planets are. And and you know, there's all these they're like we have all these suns that are near to us and they all have these planets that can be inhabitable. Fine. I, I don't doubt that God can have all kinds of amazing stuff out there that we are not aware of, that's not a part of our earth, our space. But God made a very specific space for us and protected us in a very specific way. And that's why these angelic beings aren't out walking around with us during the day and aren't made visible to us all the time. I mean, I do believe, and I write about in my book, I think something very significant happened after the flood of Noah, that it changed 
our atmosphere or it changed something that they can't be here. And that's another reason why they use these gray entities because they can't do some of these things themselves. And, you know, especially during the day. Um, but yeah, I do. I don't think they're from another planet or another galaxy. I think they're right here. The fallen ones I think are right under our feet Yeah, because I was taken underground almost every time. And all of the abductees I've spoken with have something Almost all of them have something where they've been taken underground as well. Yes. So, and we know that we have no idea what's under our feet. We have no idea. Everything we have is speculation. No one's actually gone down that far with scientists or what have you. And if they have, they haven't shared, you know, so everything <laughs> we have is speculation and we're taught whatever they want us to believe. And then we have to just go along with that narrative. Well, you know, exactly I pray about right. it. I pray for discernment. And, you know, having gone through all of this, then I have had to have people who haven't been taken, haven't had any interaction with these entities and haven't been in these facilities and gone through the torture that I've gone through to tell me, no, you're wrong. This is what it is. It just makes me laugh because I'm like, how do you, how, how do you come up with that? You know, where's, where are you getting these facts? They're not facts. It's all, it's all just you know yeah. making things up and and deciding well i think i think this is what it is and then treating it like facts when it's not facts the facts are a lot of us have been taken and we know what's happened to us when we've been taken and those are facts yeah. and these are memories and there are people out there trying to say that this is all just um psychotic delusion <laughs> you know yeah, that's it's- yeah and that's in the they, they do that they do that with a lot of stuff that that they don't they don't agree with because because they they've been mm-hmm. um a brainwashed by science and they just be like, there's no way this could happen. So, you know, that's really it. And when you talk about what's underneath us, uh, we've only, you know, gone eight miles down supposedly anyways. Right. And that's it. So right. like you said, they're speculating on what's in the earth. I mean, if you read the Bible, what is, what is, what do they say? Like Jesus descended into the earth and yeah. he ascended to heaven. So whatever is down, that's descend means to go into the earth. Also right. on Job one, six, uh, the, when, um, the sons and- of God, and, and Satan presented himself to God, he talks about going in the earth, on the earth, right? So he goes into the earth. So there's something in the earth that's causing Satan to go down there. Now, I not only believe that there's something in the earth, but I also don't believe that they've been to the moon and all this other stuff because I, I've gone deep into all this stuff and people could call me crazy if they want. But to me, I don't, I, I believe that the moon is a light, just like the Bible says, it says that they created two great lights, the greater light yeah. to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. So I believe yeah. that the moon is its own light. And I, am I saying that it's unlandable? Who knows, but I don't believe they've been up there because God right. would not even allow uh, Satanists and Luciferians to even build the tower of Babel. So how are they going to allow right. Satanists to just travel to the moon? Also, God said he put the moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament. Now, what is the firmament? That's another thing that's interesting. Like I said, I, Karen, I don't want to get into a device. Oh, no, it's all right. But it gets really interesting when you when you think yeah. about this stuff. But well, what's the in the earth, we can't go There's into. Just, there is so much in this book. <laughs> yes. And when you start getting into it and you start reading it, you can, you will, I will never have enough time in my lifetime to yes. enjoy read and study this book as much as I want to. And I have like a hundred different versions, well, not that many, but I have many different versions because I'll read back all the, as as old as I can find and, you know, transcripts and things, because there's just, God has given us so much and he, 
he gives us understanding as it's needed, I think. And that's why I love that it's a living word because, you know, he brings it to light when in the book of Daniel, when it says, and Ellie talks about this a lot, and it says, seal up these words until the time of the end, when people will go running to and fro across the earth and all these things. And none of that has made sense to anyone until now. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly the book of Daniel makes sense. We're like, oh yeah. Oh, I get that. I see what that means. I see what that is, but it didn't make sense before. So it's like the book of Daniel has been opened. It's like, we're getting back to this days of the end. We're getting back to deceptions where even the most elect would be deceived. And so when you start to look into all these different things, these deceptions, the things that divide us as Christians are intended to divide us so that people will lose faith. And if something divides my brothers and sisters, then I have to be like, okay, something's wrong here. You know, it's, it's important that we embrace each other's differences, that we embrace the fact that we're going to have different understandings of things. We're going to see things differently and we're going to feel differently about things. And that's okay because we got one thing in common. And that is that Jesus as God come to this earth in the form of man and lived a perfect life and died for our sins and his blood for our lives, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's the most important thing. So when people get upset because someone else has a different point of view, (laughs) you know, I'm like, it's not worth it. Go ahead and study it out and see how you feel about it. And if you don't agree, then fine, then go along and just don't agree. But at least give it a chance because we know in these end days that there will be a lot of deception. Huge deception. And, yeah. and we, you know, think that we're right and we can be very, very wrong. I mean, yeah. I think that of the things, you know, except for the things that I've personally experienced, I don't assume that I'm right about anything. Yeah. So when I get on my soapbox and when I, you know, when I stand firm on something, it's because I've experienced it and it's from my experience but it doesn't mean it's that way for everybody too mm-hmm. so and I, I try not to disparage anyone else because I know a lot of people have different feelings about um the abduction experiences but what I experienced was traumatic was horrifying and I do put a lot of that in the book but I also put some very positive amazing things in the book I've had experience with these beautiful angelic creatures that came to me and helped me after a surgery um i didn't realize they were angels till they were gone but you know um the near death which i call my near life experience that was the most incredible thing i've ever had in my life and it was what springboarded me into everything else that i'm doing now to helping Mm -hmm. others to being able to talk to other people and to help people learn how to stop these abductions because there is one who is greater than them and that's jesus yeah. You know, God's at the top of that totem, that, that hierarchy. And all you have to do is know that, believe that so that you can call on him and he'll protect you and stop these things from happening. And that's the most important part of the book is letting people know this is how I stopped it. You know, this is, this is what worked for me. And um, hopefully it helps some people because that's really the ultimate goal of it. 
it seems like they need permission too, you know. I mean, even, even and Job, if you go once again, you know, the devil has to go and ask God for permission. Now, I don't know if that's the same for non-believers. I just know that that Job oh, obviously was following everybody. God. Yeah, and and they need permission. So who do they ask? They have to ask God, right? So God is at the top of the totem pole. So, like you said, once you realize that and you are saved, you're on the side of God. I would think that, you know, because I've never been through this, so I couldn't tell you. I've never been <laughs> through any of this, but I know that, it, you know, in the name of Jesus, you know, I mean, how what what did you use? Like, I know that there's certain times where some said, oh, I said Jesus's name and, it, and, he, and they went away. Or sometimes they said, I said it, but I didn't say in the name of whatever. How did you, how did you use oh, no, it? Sometimes you can just think it, you're thinking it in your head and your heart because you can't use your mouth because you've been, yeah. you know, you've been paralyzed, like sleep paralysis type things. And that's fine too. God knows your heart. And God knows your mind. And so God hears you when you call for him, you know, it does not have to be, he's not limited like we are. So God's going to hear you regardless. Mm. Um, and, you know, sometimes it would be vocally shouting it out. And sometimes it would just be in my head and my heart because I couldn't, but that's fine. That's enough. That's it's, it's where the faith that God has blessed me with, you know, and the glory to everything goes to God. I give the glory yeah. to everything to him on this, but yeah. And I know you've talked to Vicki Joy Anderson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so, you know, a lot about, you know, she talks a lot about covenants, threshold covenants and those types of things. And, you know, once, once I realized that, you know, permissions can be given, you know, not just by God, but by, you know, ultimately it's through God, but, you know, they have these angelic entities have free will as we do. So they have, they are allowed to be sinful and fall away from God, but then they have to face judgment and their judgment isn't this. They're not living in a dispensation of grace like we are. So I don't know how, you know, that goes, but I do know the books that the Bible says that we will judge angels one day, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So I'm sure that that's kind of making them pissed off as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of different things that we have the title deed to the earth that, you know, God, made us out of the dirt and the dust when they were, you know, Satan was covered with every precious stone. I'm sure that I'm sure a lot of those things just make them very, very unhappy. They have a lot of access to grind with us. So they're not out there trying to be kind or good or loving towards us. That's, that's in a lie, right? That's a lie from yeah. the devil. And that's, yeah. um, I, yeah, I've had a lot of people that do that have different uh, knowledge on on this stuff. And it's, it's, it's just interesting to hear everybody's side of it and just mm -hmm. take it all in and, you know, a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people have a, only get to hear, you know, a few podcasts, but I got 154 episodes now of, of uh, amazing knowledge yeah, in here. Congratulations. You know? Yeah. Thank you. Great. But yeah, it's a blessing. God is great. Like you said, all glory to God. And he's, he's blessed me with all these wonderful individuals, you know, and um, like you said, yeah, the divisive stuff. I just like to, uh, you know, like you said, you know, just, but if you have the knowledge, like whenever anybody invites me on the show, I'm going to explain exactly what I've gone through and what I've le learned, just like you do on, on different shows. But yeah, but it the reason why I brought that stuff up is because it has to deal with the sky and it has to deal with whether mm -hmm. there would be entities like this coming from different galaxies, which people say. Right. Or, you know, they're also setting up, you know, scientifically for the only intelligent design that we we have is from these aliens, which is just if you take it to the level oh, that yeah. you're at. Now you're saying, now they're saying that we were created by fallen angels. Now we're getting into, mm -hmm. you know, total Gnostic, uh, that devil is yeah. good and say, you know, that God, the God that we worship is bad. It's like, geez, it's uh -huh. like, but they're doing it in a way that's real deceptive and, and deceiving, you know? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, they're, they're saying they have all the science behind it and all these facts <laughs> behind it. But the problem is they know exactly what's going on and they have for a long time. I mean, when I was taken from the time I was little, there were humans there working with these entities always. Yeah. yeah. And there were humans there. I could tell based on some of the things they did and how they utilized me to um, warn them not to speak. Um, I know some of these people probably didn't know what they were getting into. And once they were involved, it was too late and they would do anything just like I would to protect their children and their families. I mean, I'd run, you know, I'll step in front of a bullet for my children or a charging, you know, bear or a speeding train, whatever, you know, that's, you have children, you understand that Yes. I will do anything for my children. And I understand why these people who are working with them aren't talking because they're protecting themselves and their families, but there are just so many people suffering at the hands of these fallen entities that, you know, some that this is why I don't think we'll ever have any form of, of, um, of disclosure. We'll have little bits here and there. There will be this push and pull, but you'll see people who are pushing for disclosure will probably find out more or be be bribed or be blackmailed or what have you and they'll they'll back off because if they were to disclose what they're doing what the whole thing they'd have to disclose what they're doing and what they've done and what they've done is given them permission to take humans and animals and experiment on them and use them and utilize them for whatever they want and that's wrong i did not agree to have this done to me but somebody else did you know, whether it was the government, whether it was family members, a combination of those things, you know, I didn't agree to any of this. So for them to disclose that would be. It's, yeah, you know, for them, to, for, for people to know that that the uh, that the, the government is working with fallen angels and that government is working with Satan, which which if you're a conspiracy theorist and you start digging deep, you can you, you'll find yeah. it really quick. That, yeah. that's just what is happening right at the surface you don't that have there's, to dig you yeah, just look it's right that there there's fallen angels that's that's why you see like uh that's why we you see like in the uh, psalms or you see like like when when god is talking about different gods and and you see where like the um the table of nations you see that there's like entities over even when they when it talks about the prince of persia in the book of daniel this is another thing that talks that's talked about the skies oh, yeah so you yeah. have a, a war going on where the moon, sun, and the stars are located, you know? I'm not talking about space. I'm not talking about galaxies. I'm talking about where the moon, sun, and the stars are located between the firmament, God's yeah. throne, and between yeah. the earth. Whether that's trillions yeah. upon trillions upon trillions of miles away or it's close, whatever it is, it seems like these fallen angels and, and, and angels and Lucifer are fighting where the moon, sun, and the stars are located. So when you talk about alien abductions and you're talking about things happening in the sky – we're talking about fallen angels and we're talking about demonic entities. And it even took three weeks for a prayer to get answered from Daniel yep. because the angel was fighting and he had to call Michael, the archangel to right. fight the Prince of Persia, which means yeah, he was that, blocked. His way was blocked. He couldn't get yeah, to him. Right. Which is very interesting. It's That's happening very telling, in the right? skies. Yeah. Now, oh Ezekiel yeah. The too, amount of yeah. the fire, too, the, yeah. the chariots of fire and the, pillars of fire and the things like that yes that is definitely how they've come and that's a vehicle that they've used to travel in through the skies and we know nothing about space and time 
and physics outside of our little bubble here, you know? And so once you get outside of our realm, we don't have anything to really work with. So everything that anyone, any of these scientists or government officials say is just speculation. It's not based on facts or proof. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we don't understand physics outside of our, our realm. I mean, when I had my near-death experience, I could see through walls, but the walls were still there. And I wasn't in a human body, but I was still me. I still had the ability to see things, to hear things. I, you know, understood what was going on, but time didn't exist for me the way it does here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't need this body, but I was still my personality. I was still me. Um, you know, they they can't explain any of that. And then I'm told that that's a delusion as well. I'm like, well, how was I able to see my doctor, what he was doing in the other room and where the nurses were and hear everything they were saying? And I told my daughter-in-law that. And then afterwards, the doctor confirmed everything I said. And there's no way I could have heard any of that from the table where I was lying. Um, you know, yeah. it was crazy. So, yeah, we don't, you know, I'm agreeing with you, I guess. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. The rich there's also so much to it, you know, biblically. Biblically, this is what's going on, okay? So we have Jesus, you know, talking about the rich man and Lazarus, right? And when when the rich man goes down to Sheol, what happens? He has all five senses. He's able to speak. He, You know, he, yeah. he understands what's happening. Yeah. He's asking, Father Abraham, will you please have Lazarus put a drip of water on yeah, my drop tongue? Of water on my Which tongue, means yeah. he's thirsty, right? And then yeah. also he's able to speak. Uh, he, he says that he's feeling fire at his feet. You know, basically you, you have all five senses when you are, mm -hmm. once you die. So what Karen is going over here when she's talking about a near-death experience, this this makes sense biblically, okay, guys? I know, I know people have these different perceptions, but another thing I was going to talk about too is like, who has gone, you know, close to heaven or to heaven that, 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 you know, the prophets, like we got Ezekiel, we have Paul, you know, there's stories where, um, where Ezekiel, when he's going up, he says that he's, you know, when, when, you know, a lot of people talk about these UFOs in, in Ezekiel, but he's talking about looking up and he's seeing a cherubim below the firmament, which is where the moon, sun, and the stars would be located. And above you see a man on a throne. You have that plus the wheels, uh, you know, the wheels, which everybody talks about. And also yeah. you have Paul talking about going to have to the third oh, yeah. heaven. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And Paul is a good one for all yeah. of us too. Because most yeah. people forget about yeah. Paul's journey. He and says, whether in the in body book as well, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. So Karen, whether right. in the body or out of the body, she cannot tell. So right. you guys got to understand it. it really lines up biblically with what she's saying. So she anybody that's, that's Christian that wants to deny anybody that's talking about this type of stuff. It, it's biblical. You just don't understand that there's supernatural to this life. And you might be a little too stuck into what scientists are telling you compared to what the Bible actually says, you know? Yeah. LA calls it the guidebook to the supernatural, the Bible. And it really is. And when I had that experience, I was suffering. I was, um, yeah, I was not, I was in an operating room. I was just laying there and I wasn't hooked up to anything yet. I just had two IV ports in me, but I'm not on machines. I don't have any oxygen or breathing tubes or anything. I am fully awake. Okay. And not hooked up to anything. And there's a couple of nurses walking around prepping the room. I'm just in there early because the doctor wasn't quite ready, but they brought, I don't know why they brought me in, but they did. And, I, and an anesthesiologist comes in. Only time I ever saw her. She comes into the room, leans over me. She has a pocket full of syringes, takes one out, 
pops it into my IV board port, tells me it's a sedative and walks away. Didn't ask me how I felt or nothing. It was a paralytic. Now I've had people say, well, they always give you a paralytic in surgery. Yes, they do. When you're having something breathe for you, but a paralytic paralyzes your body. And I was not hooked up to anything. No one was watching me. I laid there. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. I couldn't signal for help. It was terrifying. That's why I went through PTSD therapy because I can't even have anyone touch my neck anymore. I mean, it's just, it's that bad. And I, um, I had, I heard a voice in my head as clear as day. It's okay. You can let go now. And in in a blink of an eye, I can't, not even time. I was just out of my body and all I felt was love and peace that we have. I can't even describe. We have no words to describe how much love and peace I felt. It's beyond, it is peace beyond all understanding because we don't have anything like it not anything like it it you know when you hold that baby for the first time or when you it's beyond even that it's incredible um I wasn't scared I didn't think about anything because I knew I didn't need to worry about anything I had zero fear zero worries zero and it just so I just watched everything that was going on but I knew instinctually that I wasn't leaving for good that God just wanted me out of that physical body. So I wouldn't suffer until they got my body working again. And then he put me right back in mm. and it was just so God's grace. It was God's so you worried mercy. About your, you weren't worried about your job or your overtime or anything like yeah. that. No, obviously not. I was right? not worried about, <laughs> yeah. Did I get my nails done? How was job Any materialistic thing? Last article. Did I do this? Or no, I, yes. you know, I mean, I didn't even worry about my family, which is crazy. People say, oh, I just thought about my kids. No, I had no fears, no worries. You know, God, I just knew everything was good. Everything was fine. Everything was taken care of. And I knew I was just to wait patiently, but it was just God's mercy so that I didn't have to lay there and suffer, um, that I didn't have to stay in that body and suffer for that period of time, which was a long time before they got me back before the nurses noticed I was dead. <laughs> I mean, a, I was just laying there dead on a table, you know. It was a doctor. I heard this on Boss Rutten's uh, podcast that you, you might not know who he is. He's an MMA fighter, but he uh, he, he just recently came to the Lord, uh, you know, like a couple of years ago. But he mm-hmm. said there was a doctor that he, he interviewed or talked to that um, he actually put something uh, in his roof where you could see above the roof. He put like a light there and he would turn it on because what happened is a lot of his patients were talking about near-death experiences or them dying on the operating table. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I'm going to put a light up there and it, and it, it, to see if this is real. And I guess one of the people went up there that, that passed away oh. on the operating table. And they, and he said, what did you see? And he said, well, I saw a light above your roof that no one could really see unless oh they were like literally going through the roof. And that, cha- I guess that changed the doctor's perception on this whole thing. Amazing. Totally. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff like that. And, and like I said, uh, we are not secular people. We're not worldly people. We're Christians. So we know that supernatural is there. And, and, you know, if you are also in the occult and you are doing witchcraft then you also know the supernatural is there. So we, oh. so people, there's people in the middle that are just, you know, we got to pray for them. You know, they, they don't understand this stuff and they get deceived easily because they never had like the Bible as a foundation. So that's why the alien phenomenon would hit them in a, in a certain mm-hmm. way different than they hits you. And like you said, I'm, I'm glad that you're out there and you're able to 
preached, you know, to them or, or teach them uh, the what's really happening with this type of stuff, you know, it's a yeah, blessing. It's, oh, thank you. Thank you. No, but yeah, it's something that needs to be talked about. You know, no one's talking about this from a Christian perspective and mm-hmm. no one's, you know, talking about what hap- what's really happening to people. But in, in this book, I'm talking about, you know, how they're taking fetuses. They took my babies from me. I mean, I, I write a lot about that in the book and a lot of it was really hard to write about. And sometimes when I try to talk to people about it and talk about it in interviews, I still get really teary about it because it's just, it's heartbreaking because you've had children. I've had my own children. They're everything to me. And to have them do that, it was very confusing for me for a long time because I wanted, I wanted those kids back. I wanted to try to help them. I wanted to try to fix them. I was like, if they're half me, then they've got to be half good. But these are modern day Nephilim you know yeah yeah and, and I, so, god did give me an opportunity to be in their presence so i would know because god knew my heart and my heart's just you know my heart's yeah. big enough to for anyone to come in and and uh god had to allow me to see what they were in order to allow me to get past that and i'm grateful for that but it was terrifying too at the same time it's terrifying that they're doing this to so many people. You have no idea how many women I've talked to have had this exact same thing happen or how many emails I get of people going, I could have written that same book, you know? Mm. And that's why I think it was important too, because we need to be able to talk about this and people need to know that they're not crazy. This is happening to a lot of people, so many people, but we're not allowed to talk about it <laughs> because we're called crazy, yep. you know? And it's just the stigma that's been created to keep us from talking about it. It's, it's real. It causes people. Yeah. I'm a normal human being. If you met me on the street, you wouldn't, I'm no different than anyone else. Um, You know, I'm saved, you know, so I'm grateful for that, but I'm an, and the other people I've talked to have had this happen. We're as normal as normal can be. We've raised children. We've had jobs and families and lives and careers and everything else. And, you know, we're not crazy. This is real. And we're not delusional. We know yeah. the truth from the lies. We, God has blessed us with discernment and we know a dream from reality. Yeah. You know, dreams are very different from when real things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, yeah. I can separate the two. Yeah. This definitely. is not a dream. I have a whole chapter that's called, this is not a dream. <laughs> <in here. laughs> it's, because it's, it's good, really not. Good name for the chapter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you, if you have faith and uh, faith comes by hearing the word of God and you and you read the word of God and you don't believe the verses, then 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 you, you got to make sure that you got you to know what your faith is like. You know what I mean? Your, your faith might not be there. So when you're reading stuff that, that Paul talks about and, and Ezekiel talks about mm-hmm. and you start placing that in, that's a vision and, and that's not real life or and you start doing that or you start saying that Genesis is an allegory mm-hmm. or. Job is just poetry or that's whatever you need to do to push that stuff away. That's supernatural stuff away. Uh, Paul obviously says it in the new Testament. It's there. And there's a lot of stuff that's there. Jesus is talking about, he says, you know, like, uh, I want you to go heal, cast out demons and spread the gospel. Right. He's not, not saying that he doesn't just say that go spread the gospel. Right. He wants you to heal, cast out demons. That's part of our, our discipleship. You know what I mean? So, that's why that's what we know exactly. we need to understand. It's like it, it's just um like we said, it's not gonna be it's not something that should be foreign to anybody, you know. So when, right. when you're going over this stuff, for some people it might be foreign because they 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 might be going to church on Sundays and the, and, and it, they're just in this little bubble. 
But you mm-hmm. got to open up your bubble, open up your mind, open up the supernatural and and understand that yeah. this, like we said, we're going through spiritual warfare. And, and right. once you understand that, then you're going to be handling your spiritual warfare in a different way. You know, the exactly. devil's probably not going to be messing with you too much if he knows that you're just already sold on, on um you know, on certain things. I know right. he'll still mess with you, but some people that know the supernatural and are, are exposing these things, he starts coming at you full force, but oh, yeah, you will my, flee. You will my flee. attacks are <laughs> constant. They're nonstop. And also for the people who try to interview me, I'm, I pray really hard over this interview today so that we would be able to do this because a, about 50% of them, something happens. And yeah. And, it, you know, and I really have to make sure I pray and, and pray over these things. But, yeah, people have this truncated view of the Bible, of the supernatural. And yep. you can't just take the couple of verses that you like. And uh, I'll even hear pastors say, well, I'm not going to teach Genesis 6 or these other or this things about Paul and things like that because in the book of Daniel, because it doesn't affect someone's salvation. I'm like, you better start teaching those now because this absolutely can and will affect someone's salvation, especially with the lies that are being brought forth about who these aliens are, what they are, where they're from, you know, people that we have the ability to make things look real that aren't real and people believe it. So (laughs) we have to teach the whole Bible. We have to believe read the whole bible we have to believe that we have to pray for discernment so you can't just keep teaching you know john three sixteen and think that that's enough <laughs> no, I know. not you have to the whole thing is important and it all works together and it's all a story of jesus from beginning to end and mm-hmm. and the war and the seed war is the biggest part of that the seed war starts in the very beginning and starts yeah. in Genesis, Genesis three fifteen. So, anyway, that's my that's yeah. my soapbox, and I think it's important that people understand what these entities are. So, this book is about aliens. It is about UFOs and alien abduction, but it is definitely a different view of that from what you'll find out there from almost anyone else. So. Yeah, shout out, shout out your Instagram. That way, we could have a lot of people follow that. Shout out okay. uh, where they can find the book. And everything okay. so that everybody knows, uh, okay. you know, this is an incredible interview and I loved it. So go, go ahead and oh, shout good. all that Thanks. out. <laughs> I know. I feel like we have so much more we to talk about. We barely scratched the surface. But yes, yes. Well, morning, another interview. I had a lot of coffee, so I'm like, <laughs> um, I'm ready yeah. to go. Um, okay. The book is Stolen Seed, Evil Harvest, and it is available exclusively at lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net not.com.net dot dot lamarzuli.net and right now through the end of december there's a really great sale going on on his website so now is the time to pick up a copy if you want one um he doesn't have sales like this very often so um you can find me at my website which is my name k-a-r-i-n karen wilkinson w-i-l-k-i-n-s-o-n author all one word karen wilkinson author.com you can find me on Facebook at Karen Wilkinson, just my name, Karen Wilkinson. Um, on Instagram, it's Karen Wilkinson author, same as my website. Um, for some reason, I couldn't get my name on Instagram, but I got it on Facebook. Um, and then on my website, there are links to everything as well. I put links to interviews. There's a place where you can link to purchase the book. You can link to my social media 
and you can send me a message if you want to talk, if you have an experience, you just want to share, if you just want to share some information um, or whatever, you can contact me through that. I will get back to you. It may take me a while. I get a lot of messages, but I do promise you'll be in the queue and I will get through it as I have time. Um, it's important to me um, to that we have a place to share. Um, and a lot of people have have had these encounters and they just have never been able to talk to anyone about it. I'm, I'm happy to listen. I'm not here to counsel or anything like that, but I will share the word of God. I will listen quietly and I will listen with an open heart and open mind to whatever, you know, is, is going on with someone. So, um, but yeah, I just pray that, you know, anyone going through this remembers that you can call on Jesus and it will stop period in the story. He is above all. He is the one above all, the name above all. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. He cares about you. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life, what you've done today or yesterday, what you're thinking about doing tomorrow. He loves you now and he loves you always. And he can save you from this and anything else that happens. He's there for you. He loves you. And that's the most important thing. Let's go. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we got to understand guys, uh, that, Right now, they could take a seed from a woman, a seed from a man in a lab, put it together, put uh -huh. it into a uh, uh, an egg, and then take that egg, place it in a different woman. She could go nine months, take that fetus out, you know, whatever. They could do all these different things right now. That's just humanly what can happen. So oh, we have Karen is, yeah, yeah. So when when Karen is talking about uh, demons maybe going in, doing that same procedure to her or doing it to other people. I mean, it's not far-fetched. So this is now, we know now that that when people were talking about this in the 80s, it's not far-fetched. These could be like mobile, uh, you know, uh, fertile, uh, fertile. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember what they're called. Uh, not they have artificial wombs right now. And <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. The process so. is ectogenesis and they yeah. can grow a baby. You know, this has been all over the news. Yeah. And I've seen this on in their facilities. I've seen these tanks full of fetuses. Mobile fertility clinics, basically what I meant. So these are, okay. and, these, and these, like I said, if, if you start digging into certain uh, things that happen in the sky where the moon, sun, and the stars are, this stuff is all, it's it's not hard to, not far-fetched whatsoever. So just dig into no. that is what I definitely suggest people to do. Um, like she said, she, she has a... Um, she has an answer for all this. She's not just going to tell you about all these aliens and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden not have an answer. She has an answer, which mm -hmm. is Jesus. Just like every other conspiracy, when you start digging, we have an answer for you guys. You're not just going to be stuck in a rabbit hole, not knowing what the answer is. We have the answer. So uh, the Bible has the answer. God has the answer. Yes, so it's yes. amazing. We have, we appreciate you, Karen, for coming on. Thank you so much. You, we God. always like to end this in prayer and we need the yes, prayer please. right now. So father God, yeah. in the name of Jesus, we really, really seriously appreciate Everybody you've uh, introduced us to, thank you so much for bringing Karen out, uh, the bravery she has, and and also helping her with uh, the PTSD that she feels. Um, that that right there is something, you know, military, I have guys that I know that are dealing with that. Uh, and so I know that it's a hard thing to deal with. Lord, thank you so much for helping her, uh, giving her the courage to come out and speak, introducing her to L.A. Marzulli, another brother in the Lord that uh, we really appreciate. And also, Lord, thank you for, uh, you know, having Scott. Uh, put it on his heart to have Karen come on our show. You know, we appreciate that, but we just want to ask you to, to please supernaturally protect Karen 
protect Ellie Marzulli, uh, Scott Mitchell, everybody that's out here doing this type of stuff, uh, you know, put a hedge around them, uh, put a, a legion of angels around them to protect them. Obviously, they're exposing stuff that that the devil does not want them to expose. And also the people that are listening to their story, uh, let them listen with an open heart, putting all preconceived biases to the side to hear this type of stuff. Lord, I know that we uh, we also want to pray for the pastors out there that are in the churches, Lord, for them to uh, just want to just speak the truth and and not care how many butts are in the seat. You know, if there's 10 people in the audience and they're saving one, that's all we need, you know? So Amen. anybody that's listening out there, please, I, I just say, Lord, if you could, if they have any issues right now, please just break the chains, uh, whether it's smoking cigarettes, uh, dipping tobacco, anything like that, anything they're doing that's not in obedience with you, help them with their walk. Also Karen and also me, Jason, my brother, everybody in my family, everybody that's listening, Lord. And anybody in the world that's dealing with that, to be honest, uh, thank you, Lord, for everything you do. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Please uh, uh, go to uh, Karen's Instagram, Facebook, follow, uh, check out her book. And, um, you know, I'll buy her book as well. You know, when anybody comes on my show, I always like to purchase their book. So please do that. And if you could subscribe to the show, give us a five-star review and share this podcast. Thank you. God bless you.